Welcome to True Independent Media, Real News Live. Good evening, everyone. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you may be around this globe of ours, whether you're in Sydney, Australia, or somewhere in Ireland, or Europe, Asia, Pacific, Seattle, wherever the hell you are, east of California, like Blake, Blake Wally. Welcome to Saturday Night Live. I'm your host, Mike Barra. That is TV's Blake Wally, somewhere east of California, and we are going to be joined by Candace Whitelight. Uh, she was here just a few minutes ago, and then we lost her. She's having some connection issues, and I think she will be in very soon. Oh, go, look, it says Candace just messaged me. Yeah, be in a minute. Okay, so she'll be here in a minute, and then she's going to go with uh, a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, TV's Blake Wally, how are you tonight? Why don't you tell us what's going on east of California? You're muted. I can't hear you. Good call. Good call. Thank there you, you go. for that. Um, oh, that's all right. I'm doing well, Mike. Thank you. It's great to be here. Uh, but there is an echo on your end, so I don't know. I might have to uh, leave and reboot and come back, but turn your back. Turn your speakers down, I guess. So, all right. Uh, I tonight am drinking an Alaskan Amber, a beer that somebody, some cool dude from east of California, sent me for my birthday. I got a whole freaking case of it out there on my back porch. Staying cool. I am drinking an Alaskan Amber Ale tonight. TV's Blake Wally. Thank you for the birthday present. You got to keep me informed about when your birthday is because, you know, God and this audience willing, I'll be sending you a nice present in return for that so while i pour that why don't you share with us what it is you're drinking well tonight mike i'm gonna do slightly different i'm gonna, i got this truly extra so it's the regular truly with an extra it's eight percent alcohol this time so we're stepping it up today yeah yeah you're gonna be bombed by the end of the show dude probably um Okay, now, a couple of housekeeping items first. First of all, Victor Polizzi. Victor Polizzi, thank you very much for the contribution. I appreciate that very much. Uh, other than that, we've been dealing with um, <clears throat> dealing with uh, everything related to Jennifer's class tomorrow night, the uh, interdimensional meditation class. And what I want to tell everybody who's followed us over from Mike Barra Official to Peelback Reporter, and again, thanks to Casey Jones for the use of her channel tonight for the live stream, um, is that everybody got an email. Everybody that I have signed up got an email, and I do have a couple of new sign-ups that just, just hit the phone that I haven't sent the email to yet, but it's a test email, making sure I've got your email address correct, and asking you to reply so I can green you out on my little chart and make sure that I've got a correct email address for you, because that's how you're going to get your link tomorrow for the private chat that we're going to do, uh, which is going to be just like this. It's going to be a, a live stream with me and Jennifer. Jennifer's going to teach the class. I'm going to stay in the background and run things, and it ought to be really great. It starts at 5 Pacific, and it is $55, $55. Um, and make sure I get a good email address. A lot of you guys, your email addresses were not good. They were missing letters or things like that. I had to guess, and I was pretty successful at that. Uh, for uh, now that we've got her here, let's see if we can add Candace to the stream. I don't see a picture for her. Candace, are you there? <laughs> I'm here, and I apologize. I had to... Uh... Oh gosh, I'm getting feedback. Can you yep. hear me? Yeah, uh, Blake said he was um, getting feedback too. Yeah, um, the audience too. They're all feedback too. You know, guys, I, I changed the way I did my microphone. Let me adjust some controls and see if the feedback gets any better. Is it any better? 
Yes? No? Hello? Hello. Yes? Can you hear me? It, it has to do with... Yeah, I'm still getting feedback, so... Okay, that's bizarre. Uh, and it's for me, it's from when I talk? No. No, No. it's oh. just for me and... It's just period, okay. Um, well, here, let me do this. Uh, are you getting any feedback now? Can you... Are you getting feedback? No. 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 See, the problem is, now I can't hear you, Blake. <laughs> say, speak, say something again. Blake, just say something. Hey, how you doing? Can, are you getting feedback when you do that? Barely, but I can hear it like on your end this time, so it's kind of strange. Yeah. And Candace, can, are you still getting feedback? Well, when I talk, it's, it's feedback, yeah. It's on my side in terms of coming into the system. All right. Um, what I tried to do is run my audio through my computer speakers, or some speakers I have hooked up as opposed to my computer speakers, so. You're having trouble with your laptop computer. Speakers, it just so. the whole setup just sucks. I don't know what the problem is. How about now? Is the feedback any better for you guys? Just go ahead and chat, chat. Well, I just have to talk and see. Yeah, it's yeah, definitely it's still there. It's still there. Well, when it's not my computer setup, Blake. What about you? Are you still getting feedback? Today, I consider myself the luckiest man <laughs> on the face okay. of the earth. Uh, I can hear Blake's feedback. Yeah. Because everybody, this is this is bizarre technical difficulties. I don't know what's going on here. I'm going to we... log out and come back in. Okay. See what I got a feeling it's something to do with the setup. but uh, Okay, let's check and see who's here. Jennifer Faladorian is here. Hi, everybody. Everybody's saying hi to Jennifer. Um, <clears throat> some stuff from about Simon. Jennifer's there. Tice Rinstra's there. Jennifer is excited for tomorrow. Um, <clears throat> Eliza's here. Hi, Eliza. Slacker Wannabe is here. Uh, email for the class will be sent out tomorrow beforehand. I think today's was a test. Yes, it is a test to make sure the email is correct for everybody. So, um, ooh, Jennifer flirting with some of the uh, some of the people in here. That's pretty interesting. Uh, Brooke is here. Hi, Brooke. Uh, and Blake, how's the feedback now? Uh, let's try it. Nope. That must be you last time. I don't understand what's going on. That's bizarre. Oh, I bet I do understand. <laughs> I know what's going on. I bet I know. Let me try this. Okay, uh, let's get on with the show then. Why don't we, guys? I wanted to uh, wanted to emphasize a few things again. You you should have gotten an email today that was a test email for the Jennifer class tomorrow. I I do appreciate you responding back to me. I'm making a list to try to make sure that every single person that's paid um, gets on to the get, gets a proper email link going so that I can send you an email tomorrow with the show link. And I hope we don't have any of these audio types of problems that we're having right now. So we'll do that. And uh, again, respond. Make sure that you um, check your junk your, your junk email. Make sure it didn't go into your junk email, that kind of thing, your junk folder. Make sure that you, um, you know, it didn't get, doesn't think it's spam, all that kind of stuff. And respond back to me so I know that we're good. 
That way, once I get all green, once I get all green on my list, I will be sending out the link to the actual live stream for tomorrow's lesson, which ought to be pretty interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, also, I'm still getting uh, memberships, still getting people signing up. There's a couple here, and um, I will get those caught up uh, tonight or tomorrow, so don't worry about it. Uh, okay, a couple of things. Um, really, there's not a lot in the news. I just wanted to remind you guys that... Um, the place to go if I get taken down from YouTube, like I have, is to, to just go to my blogspot, mikebear.blogspot.com. I posted a few things today. Uh, I posted yesterday's show. Some people have said they haven't seen yesterday's show. It's on Casey's channel, the Peel Back Report channel. I'll be doing that kind of stuff. Uh, links of interesting news stories as they come up. Casey, I have to admit, has been sending me stuff and I haven't been posting it. And uh, Simon did post a really brief update just now. It's basically just soldiers singing, these are the days of Elijah. And he's saying, okay, these are the good guys that are going to save the Republic, which uh, I hope he's correct on. So um, basically, that's about it. I really don't think there's a whole lot going on news-wise. Blake, you have anything you want to share with the audience before we get started tonight? Not necessarily. There, yeah, as you said, there wasn't like a ton of like really interesting news. Let me. I, I know I have one on my Twitter that I posted about Spotify. Some really weird development that uh, happened on that front. And you know, I, we started our the podcast actually on Anchor, which is a well-known podcast provider. But I, apparently, they've been bought out by Spotify. I think it happened in December, but now I'm noticing that they've uh, taken over. Let me. To pull up my Twitter so I can get this article. Um, I've seen it in a couple spots, but it is uh, definitely alarming. Uh, okay, it's meanwhile, about, they're granted a patent. What's up? No, I was just going to say, meanwhile, tonight's top five, by the way, is going to be the top five financial movies given what's happened financially in the last week. And this is really interesting because what happened was, of course, is that a bunch of people bought stocks that hedge funds, major hedge, fund, hedge funds, had shorted. And ended up screwing a lot of millionaires and billionaires out of a lot of money. And the government responded, of course, by protecting the millionaires and billionaires and screwing over the individual investor, which, of course, is what Democrats and government always do. So that was a fascinating uh, thing. But I, I was watching a video from a guy named Cliff High today. He was with two other people, Bix Weir, who's really into silver and stuff like that. And they were talking about uh, Cliff was talking about how he has this system where he looks at internet chatter and the words that are used and the emotional states and he runs it through some algorithm he's got and it spiked right before January 27th, 28th, 29th, right before this stuff all started and he said there's another spike coming on February 8th, great, I'll be in an airplane on February 8th going to Dallas and it looks like it starts at a higher level and goes higher up. And he says whatever that event is, and he, and he doesn't know if it'll be financial or if it'll be emotional. You know, He doesn't know what's going to go on. But something pretty fascinating he thinks is going to start on February 8th and peak around the 11th or 12th. So things could get really interesting uh, in terms of, of how we're resonating with stuff that's out there. Blake, sorry, I just wanted to fill in while you were searching. Go right ahead, buddy. Oh, no worry. Yeah, thank you for uh, covering. Yeah, this is uh, out of um, Reclaim the Net, this particular uh, version. Spotify has granted a patent that allows it to listen to your room and monitor your emotions. You can believe that. So we're getting uh, 
real high tech here. Uh, so the music streaming platform Spotify, they want a patent allowing it to listen to users' emotions and background to recommend music. The idea is to use a person's emotional state to recommend appropriate music. And so what might seem a good idea to the company is a very uh, creepy feature for users who, uh, you know, value their privacy. So, yeah, that's, uh, that was an interesting uh, one. I, sort I, of I a, a sound wave version of the anal swab, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And emotionally, we could tell you yeah. don't have coronavirus because of the anal swab that was stuck up your butt. So, um, yeah, it, yeah. It's weird enough that people have like the Alexa things listening and you can tell, hey, Alexa, you know, play so and so. But now we could just play automatically. You can just read your mood oh, yeah. and say, hey, this is what you want to hear right now. You know, your phones are always listening to you and, and, you know, we all we all know that, and um, they should know me well enough to know that not to send me any you know any like uh, rap videos or Drake videos or music or anything like that. Um, <clears throat> Eliza Ray wants to know. My mom wants to join. Wanted to join the um, session with Jennifer, but wasn't sure if it was something where the participants would also be on video at any point. No, it's not. It's going to be a live stream just like this. And if we miss it, would there be a way to access it later? Yeah, there is going to be, I, you know, it's going to be a post like this is going to end up being a video and we can send you a link. It's going to be kind of an invitation only thing. So only, it won't even show up on the YouTube channel it's going to be posted on. But if you have an invite to it, which I'm going to send in the email, everybody should be able to get on. And, um, and uh, oh, somebody else, Lila Humphreys just signed up. So welcome, Lila. We'll take care of all that stuff probably early tomorrow, uh, tomorrow morning. So before we get, uh, if I put on earphones, it might help. No, I don't know what's going on. Something I'm trying to change my sound setup here because my speakers on my computer, my actual laptop are going bad. So I'm trying to hook it up to my nice gaming speakers, but apparently we are having issues. So um must myself and see if they're still I, yeah i muted myself so that has to be something coming from my end at this point okay um under control drive now drive-through testing will be awkward <laughs> oh yeah it's a great uh casey put that on uh, her twitter that i saw yeah showing you a, a visual of what that would be like and uh it could be coming soon there's yeah. no pushback yeah, will they be doing the new? Tice wants to know if they'll be doing the new anal swabs at the drive-through testing sites. Again, guys, th they're just mocking you at this point. They're basically just saying we can control you, we can do anything we want to you. You're so stupid, and you're such a sheep. You're so passive that we're gonna stick a Q-tip up your butt, claiming, telling you that it's for your own good, and telling you that we can get away with this, and you're just gonna accept it. That's what they're saying to you. Oh, yep. now we lost Candace right before I went. I went to her. So yeah. again, you gotta you gotta resist this stuff. You gotta fight it. Let's see if we can get Candace back. Yep, we're gonna take it. A big. Uh, we're gonna find somebody. Yeah, on the, on the old TSA. You're gonna get on that airplane, take your family to Disneyland, and you're gonna have a big TSA agent uh, swabbing your whole family in front of you, and you're just gonna sit there and take it. You got to take the family to Disneyland. Is. You can't make a scene. I don't know. What, what are you going to do? Right. It, it's. I just think it's seeing how far they can push us. And, and you know, again, going out today in Seattle, everybody is just crazy stuff. Candace, sweetie, you're back. We've got you. Um, you know, I'm just kind of curious. Do you want to 
pick up on this emotional state thing? I mean, what this guy, Cliff High, I don't consider him to be super reliable, but I think he's kind of interesting sometimes. He he missed the boat on Y2K in 2012 by a fairly wide margin, but he occasionally nails things on the head, and he's saying that in the next week or so, around February the 8th, there's going to be some other big emotional spike kind of worldwide. And the last time it spiked was this big financial thing that happened. And by the way, tonight's top five, did I tell you this? Top five financial movies, top five movies about the finance world is what we're doing. Um, Candace, do you get any any sense of that from the, the Schumann residents that maybe there's another spike coming? And he says this one's bigger than, than last week. Well, you know, the, the situation right now is that we're, <clears throat> we're in a very amazing time because of um, the phase that the moon is going through, which I analyzed on Frequency of the Earth, um, you know, and that is going to be active for the next couple of weeks. Uh, today, we went into uh, Mercury retrograde, which I, I don't really have any effects from, but I certainly think that the whole thing is going to be affected uh, by a whole lot of events that are going on right under our noses that we really can't see and we don't have privy to. So, you know, as far as the financial markets are concerned, um, the big, you know, buzz, I guess you can say, is all about Kassara and Asara that's being activated, um, that's already well underway. Way, and uh, I think that uh, February 1st is the date that the uh, EO takes effect that he signed uh, back in, um, in November, I believe. And that is going to be really the major event that happens. And that's what, two days away. So yeah, I think all bets are off in terms of how it is actually going to apply to all of us uh, out here on the surface. But, you know, what we have going as far as uh, the Schumann is that generally speaking, I've been tracking it, that the uh, resonance is coming up to a harmonic state. And that's the big news as far as I can tell you, um, you know, and that will be having to do with, I believe, our consciousness. And this is all something we have a part in. We can sort of work on this in terms of creators and we can uh, basically birth the next, uh, you know, series of events that are happening uh, around us that we all want to have happen, which is uh, we want to get over this incredible um, takeover, you know, this infiltration and uh, we're going to see the other side of it. So, you know, I certainly am setting that in my prayers, and I think everybody should, um, particularly us women. And I think that was what was most important for me to kind of address tonight is, is that sense that we all have a part in this. And this, this uh, vision that came through on Thursday was uh, quite profound and quite needed in terms of what we are going to be involved with uh, for the next state of time. We can't really put a timeline on it. We're just going to have to say that that's where we're at. We're exposing a whole lot of stuff and, and um, I'm tracking it, you know, as best as I can with all of the factors that are going on. So, yeah, I agree. Wait, you're on mute, Mike. 
Thank you. Okay, uh, yeah, I'm muting for you guys when you talk so you don't get feedback. Uh, Deborah is pointing out that February 8th is supposed to be the impeachment trial, and maybe then everything will be exposed, a whole bunch of things will be exposed. At that time, you think, Candace, that that could be the trigger for some sort of emotional reaction as the normies wake up? Well, there, we are seeing a lot of that. I think that's a really important side of this that, that we can be confident of is that uh, that's a, a part of the formula, I think, that all of us are beginning to get is that we're all involved with it. We all have to be involved. We have to be proactive. We have to understand that this is about our lives and our sovereignty and our kids and our grandkids and act like it because I, I think a lot of folks really thought that something was going to happen you know trump was going to do something and trump was going to do this or that and really the truth of it is is that that what was needed at this point in time was more of a personal interaction with your local your regional your state governments your communities you know, the places that, that you travel on a regular basis. And I know that everybody's hurting. This is, this is a very, very tough time, particularly for those folks that have been doing this for a while and are pretty tired, you know. Um, and it, it, it is kind of a time, again, to get back to uh, understanding your strength, understanding that, that you yourself can get into play and use your incredible minds to um, form intention. And then with prayer and with a direct connection to God, uh, you can state these, uh, you know, these, these prayers and these, uh, these abilities that you, we all have uh, in a very proactive way in order to bring in this change, to manifest it, to make it what is uh, not only nationally, internationally, and planet-wise. And, and that's, I've seen this in the Schumann. That's what's amazing is, like right now, we don't have any what I call Q4, which is the uh, heartbeat pulse. And I was thinking tonight, you know, here's a good opportunity for everybody to have that heart-brain coherence and to really set that up and to show folks what they are capable of. And not just being a victim or not looking at the internet every day to try to figure this out because it's literally incomprehensible. And I've got a couple other things I want to explain, but I, I hope that kind of gives a premise for where I'm at and what I'm doing and where I'm going with this. Yeah, that's the that's the prelude. Um, might as well take a quick station break um, while we're doing this. Um, <clears throat> Sorry, 221 people in the live stream. That's really good for Casey's channel, considering most people would be looking for me still on uh, on my YouTube channel, which has been suspended. That's not bad for a Saturday Saturday night. Glad to be here with you guys. Do not forget to smash that like button. Subscribe to Mike Bear Official. Subscribe to the Peelback Report. Uh, hit the little bell for alerts so you get alerts when we go live if there's ever any breaking news. Don't forget, if you want to send me some love, it's paypal.me slash Barra and Venmo at Mike-Barra. And somebody just sent me some love. Laura Gilbert just sent me some love. Thank you, Laura. You absolutely rock. Uh, if you want to send Blake Wally some love, you can do it at paypal.me slash Blake Wally. And you can also find Candace. Okay, well, Candace is uh, 
Facebook, Frequency of the Earth is her group, which is still going, right, Candace? It hasn't been suspended, right? Well, you know, that's another thing I wanted to tell everybody is, uh, you know, that it, I am back. And I kind of wanted to describe how it happened. And I know a lot more now, but it was right, a well, rough uh, weekend tell you what, last week. Tell you what, hang, so. hang on just a sec. I want that story as yeah. soon as we're done. Let me finish the station break then. Yeah. Um, and also on eBay, she is Miramom, at M-E-R-E. Well, that's eBay is Miramom. And t- Twitter, she's at Miramom. I got to fix this banner so it's better. And do not, please forget, um, we have some. We have them in here uh, right now. Our sponsor, UngovernedTees.com, the Ungoverned T-shirt Company.com. And you can get really cool shirts like my Barack Obama Trader shirt and TV's Blake Wally's little Jessica shirt. Is that what her name is? Missy. Where she smashes. What's her name? Missy. 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 Oh, yeah. Smashes the TV. Yep. Um, it's great to have uh, great to have these great T-shirts and use the discount code RN2021. And you can also still at this late date use uh, my um, PayPal or Jennifer Falad Doring. You can go to her JenniferFalad.com website and you can still sign up for the class tomorrow. Although you will make my life much more difficult. Okay, Candace, let's hear uh, the story about how you got back on um, on Facebook. Well, um, I got kicked off, and go ahead and mute your mic, Mike, because uh, I'm getting feedback from you. So, um, so what I've done is, uh, you know, I kind of was, I wasn't posting anything bad that I thought should be taken down, and I was generally working, um, you know, on to- two levels with uh, uh, putting some posts, you know, on other platforms as well. And, uh, you know, about the Schumanns. So, and one of those platforms happened to be 107 Daily, which actually figures into this in a very weird way. But um, I was uh, taken off of Facebook for my main uh, page, which is Candace Whitelight. And, and I really do appreciate everybody that came on uh, to Norman Vospaz, which was my secondary site, which remained up. But, um, uh, it went down pr- hard, and, and, of course, it took all of my posts off of uh, Frequency of the Earth. I couldn't access it because I was the admin. I had not set up another admin for the group, and it was just a shock to me as far as how it went down. So I did three different things, which um, I'm a fairly proactive person, but after I had my breakdown on a week ago Friday, uh, you know, I I said to to Juan, um, I said, you know, this was a huge loss for me, and um, he was, you know, very kind about uh, soothing me for that particular moment, and uh, uh, he said, you know, you're going to get it back, and he just said it like, you know, unequivocally, yeah, it's going to come back, so. So I thought, okay, well, I got into Saturday, Sunday, you know, and I was working on this and posting stuff on his uh, new site that he had built. And it was having problems in terms of the server base and, you know, all of the elements that go along with opening a new uh, platform that would be as capacious as something like that. And there were already 40,000 users that had signed in and, and, uh, I started noticing some funny activity over there. So I let him know. And I also uh, did a 
a search in terms of the back end of a lot of the uh, the way that internet platforms are put together. So one thing I noticed about Facebook, which is um, I don't mind talking about them because it seems to me that we we actually do have a uh, the high road on this one. We're we're able to um, manipulate in some ways the um, what we see and what we do there, and then also in terms of their their algorithms. Um, a lot of people have done research. I'm not the only one, but um, the platform that that uh, Facebook was built on was uh, <clears throat> designed by the CIA, and and it made it kind of unstable in a lot of ways. So, so what we have is uh, <clears throat> we have a platform that all of us, you know, regard as being a good thing. Excuse me. <clears throat> this is uh, allergies, by the way, everybody. Yeah, mine are bad too. Right? <clears throat> so, um, so basically, I went in and I talked to my my guys that I know that are in tech. <clears throat> And said, you know, okay, I got taken down. What can I do? And they said, well, we'll look into it. So they went in. And in the next day or so, um, a friend of mine called and said, you know, I've got gotten called in by the FBI. And I went, what? <laughs> they said, yeah, I'm going in for on uh, Wednesday. And I'm going to be interviewed because I was there in D.C. on the 6th. So I started to kind of go, I think I know what's going on. And then I heard back on Sunday late in the evening from the guy that I know that actually, you know, works in the back end of all these social media sites. And, and he said that, uh, that they discovered what it was that had happened. And it was the case where the FBI now is in the back end of Facebook, and they are actually being proactive in terms of finding out what you would consider chatter. And chatter is about the only definition of what you can consider who's on the good side and who's on the bad side. So I was brought down, I believe, by the good guys, because what they wanted to do is to establish a direct connection with me that would be then unshakable. Now, that's an odd concept to talk about when you're talking about social media, but... It's a little weird. I mean, we're following you, but this is going to be interesting. Keep going. Yeah. Um, so the background of the group that we've been working with for over three years, and I'm not going to say their name because... They are literally going into everybody's YouTube program and they've done another purge, which they also did coincidentally a week ago Friday um, on anybody that says the 17th letter of the alphabet. So with that kind of knowledge base, I'm going to fast forward then to what happened on the 27th, which was a meeting with the guy that had been through the interview with the FBI. Now, um, he's a close friend. He's also a part of my team here where I live in the state where I live. And we basically discussed all of this. And so I said, I don't think people really know 
what is going on with social media? And he said, well, tell me about it because I don't know either. And I said, well, what just happened here is that, and his site got taken down. Okay, they brought mine up on Monday, totally intact, like nothing had ever happened. Not one word wrong, not one comment off. All of the people intact, the whole group was, uh, you know, same amount of people. And I, I said, what is the significance of this in comparison with the way other people have been treated? Well, I was proactive. So I called one of the advertisers that I had brought um, something from, and that was on Saturday uh, after this happened. And I actually sent them an email. And um, I think that was an, a proactive thing to do. If you buy stuff on a site and they take you down off of it, and you can prove you know, that you just had bought something off of their site on the advertising, I think the advertisers are the ones that are in control. <laughs> That's, and it's a funny way to look at it, but um, with all of this that has happened, and then of course I updated with my friend, and um, he basically informed me that you cannot imagine the mess that's going on right now, except for the fact that you can understand that we actually have it all. And if you say that to yourself three times, you'll kind of get the drift of this. This is not something that is being, it's not a, a deep state, all. you know, program. So it we have actually, it all, we have it all, we have it all. That's what we're supposed to say or, or what? Well, you know, the thing is, is that this is really right now, it's what the truth is, is that we're behind the scenes on social media and we're, we're spinning the dials and, and clicking the keyboard. And, you know, that's what I didn't understand. I, everybody's always blamed, oh, the bad guys are doing this. You know, Zuckerberg's doing it or Jack is doing it or, you know, we're all in the back end. But um, it's okay. not so much the deep state, but it is now from what I understand. And I'll go again into this other concept. Okay. okay. That, go ahead. Before you do that, I just want to – you're saying the, the, the good guys – are now in control of the social media programs for the most part, all of them or most of them, they're now in control? Well, we, we have a team of people, the digital soldiers that Flynn has talked about for a long time that actually understand what is going on with the internet itself. This isn't so much about the sites. This is actually about the entire parallel universe that exists between what's called 4G, which is our carrier for all of the internet process, the fourth generation. The fifth generation stuff is no longer, it doesn't exist. So what we have the next up is called 6G, and it's a military grade quantum computer network that involves not only the um, the in and outs of the entire internet, but it also has to do with the way things are are sent out to us in general. And it's a change of the entire network architecture. And that's about all I know because it it's it's so huge. And it has been talked about for different people, different times. 
but it's just not general population awareness. We've gotten very distracted with all of this that has happened from my process, you know, my looking at it with the uh, 3D world, you know, on the surface. But there is just a whole bunch more stuff that that is a part of this that also considers Jennifer and I talked about this and we're talking about a uh, different dimensional intervention, if you want to say it that way, or a, a different uh, dimensional um, awareness that we're all capable of. So this, in essence, kind of puts it into more of a, you know, I'm setting her up for a class tomorrow because what she'll be talking about is accessing this. And that's exactly where it's at because we are far more capable than we are, we have any clue we can do remote viewing, we can put ourselves in other places, we can see these things outside of ourselves. We just need to learn how to do it and use it in a, for the good of all, uh, according to God's grace and uh, with direct connection and having integrity and truth and all of those standards that the patriots are really living you know, as a part of right now and in, in historically. Uh, so hang, that on, makes sense. hang on, Candace. If, if the Patriots are now in control of social media, I've got a bunch of posts and pictures I have to delete here, so I'm just going to be busy doing that for a while. <laughs> That's a joke. Well, it's not, yeah, it's a joke. Okay. Uh, you better delete those pictures, guys. Okay, so, I mean, this is, I assume part of the plan, this infiltration of the big tech companies and then pulling the flip on them. I mean, doing the Houdini, it's like they think they're still on the old internet, but really the new internet has taken over and they can go dark at any time. That's kind of where we're at now. This was discussed as part of the plan almost a year ago, right? Well, I mean, it it's, uh, uh, actually goes back and, you know, what I was listening to today, it's like, Okay, guys, this goes back to JFK Jr. and Trump. This is back in the 90s, may even be back in the 80s. This plan goes back to actually JFK's assassination. Uh, if you don't mind me interrupting one more time, in the 80s, it was called the reagan mitterrand Protocols, and it was a recognition by President Reagan and French President Francois Mitterrand that the uh, fiat currency system would in inevitably implode, and they took a bunch of money, trillions of dollars at the time, and with all the interest now, that was set aside basically to replace the fiat currency system with a different system that would be backed by a whole bunch of uh, solid stuff and possessions and gold and silver and all that stuff. And and that's been damaged and hijacked for a long time. But you're right, there was a big plan then. And then there was another plan that was put forth in 1999 at the bankruptcy of the United States, a 70-year cycle of having to discharge a bankruptcy. Uh, unfortunately, that plan was deep state and the plan was use 9-11 to start a war and be involved in endless wars and take over other countries' currencies. But I'll let you go on. I just wanted to point out that, yeah, there are known, um, there are these plans that have been put forth that are part of Nasara Jasara now. I think they're going to be, they're all going to come out at the same time, probably. 
Well, exactly. You know, so we had that event, you know, and then we had, um, you know, 9-11. And it was the same scenario. You know, we've, we got into a situation where all of it was in play. It was all ready to be signed and at 10 o'clock that morning and then the planes crashed into the into the towers. So, you know, we're reliving the past. And this is another thing that, of course, came to me after all this is that, and I keep getting what they call deja vu, which is like, this has happened before. <laughs> and I'm sure Jennifer will laugh at that one because... Um, it is the case where this is uh, this is recycled, you know, stuff from the past. Now, what was understood about the JFK assassination, all of the information that came out after that was complete and total fraud and bullshit, right? The Warren report and everything. So, and it happened to be the same thing about uh, 9-11. So, you know, we are absolutely in a situation where every 20 years plus a little bit like you said about the 80s you know same sort of thing you know yeah. the, um so are is is it just that we're forgetful i mean i i have this conversation all the time with you know the folks that i've worked with here for the last three years and and um, it is the case where it's just like reminder after reminder after reminder of what it is that we really have to do. And, you know, it's just fairly simple, but we, we just yeah. have to call them on it. And this time we have everything because of the Internet. So mm -hmm. you just think back 20 years, we didn't have this kind of forum. So, you know, we now can actually definitively say, gee, that looks a lot like what happened before. It's just that we have instantaneous communication. They yeah. have lost the high road on the digital <coughs> under, underground, you know, the pinnings of all these programs because they were not built to, to last, to stand the test of time. That's easy to figure out. So our guys are down there, like I say, working the deep net, whatever you want to call it. And they are prepared, completely prepared to change out all of this. And that was always the plan in terms of a social media cleansing, if you will, because they just can't run these programs <clears throat> on somebody's personal whim. Uh, whim. Mm -hmm. uh, they have to be standardized, <clears throat> and they do have to go through regulation, which, of course, who has fought us on regulation, tooth and nail. And so all of a sudden, you get these other people, and you've installed them, or you got them in there now, them, you know, who I'm talking about. And they're yeah. all about regulation all of a sudden. I mean, whoa. <laughs> what a head turner. <clears throat> well, yeah, and I understand that that, um, what is it, that uh, appetite for regulation has gotten certain alleged leaders of our current country into quite a bit of trouble here with Big Tech and North Korea and uh, some other folks. So, yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's, um, well, I have a question to answer because I didn't complete my thought about this, but um, the site called 
107daily.com. I believe, now this is my, I haven't gotten it confirmed quite yet because I've done a lot of research the last two days. Um, they were having some big problems with it. Uh, Juan had gotten together a team, according to what he had said on a couple programs that were uh, really good and it was time to come out with this free speech forum and everything. But what I had said before is it got infiltrated. And I noticed this behavior. I reported it to the team that he has. I, I told him about it. Um, and they subsequently started having more problems because now this group that is actually somewhat capable of uh, maintaining kind of a back end um, we call them, you know, they're shills or they're AI. These are not real people necessarily, but there are a group of people bots. that have been trying. Bots is bots. what they call them generally. Yeah, and uh, that is what we're, we're fighting right now um, is a bot program that got installed in the back end. And they literally took the whole site down, the original one, which was really sad because a lot of us had already established presence. You know, we had friends, we had groups, you know. And so oh, this people, new one. Yeah, I have people I've made friends with, literally starting with MySpace, that I've never actually met. But, but I mean, I consider them close friends. We've talked on the phone. We share, you know, details of each other's lives. I've, we've been there to support each other when our cats and pets have got, you know, it's like they're literally friends, but I've just never met them because I met them on the internet. It's bizarre, but it's also really, really cool how we're connected. Well, that's true. And, and you know, that's uh, another thing that we all use as a positive of, and that's why they don't want to just take everything down. So what I'm trying to say is the 107 Daily, they had no choice. They had to take the whole thing down because it started to become infiltrated by these very bots that I've been chasing around on Twitter for the last year. So in essence, they're all gone from Twitter now. And so is everybody else. It's like a wasteland over there. But when you're building a platform and you find out that it's infected, you can't go in and fix it and have it simultaneously working. Now, in the meantime, after they took it down, about 24, 48 hours passed, and this brand new one came up. It has none of the logo stuff that was on the first one, which was all um, stuff that one had uh, Jennifer Mack commission, and that was kind of you know nice. It was a nice touch. Um, he had a lot of groups and it seems to me that what they've done is they've, they've created a spoof site and believe me, for me to say this on air at this early date before getting confirmation is rather sort of silly of me, but I know enough about this kind of stuff to say, no, that's, that isn't what they built and it, it looks nothing like it. It doesn't, and I can't make it work at all. I can't even respond. So they, what they did is they blocked me. I would have to go out and literally stop that account. And then I would have to start a new one, which is I went through a lot of comments and they said, yeah, that's what they had to do to do it. 
Well, that's not a great idea because if it's not their site, which they never said they were going to take it down and eliminate everybody and have and make you sign back up, you know, the, the last uh, conversation, and I screenshotted all this stuff, I've got proof that they were going to be able to migrate all of the information that we had already put in over to the new server. And that said to me, okay, they were in control of everything. But when it came up on the other site, none of my information was, was there at all. I had to tell them whether I was male or female and, you know, about me. And, and I just said, no, you know, I just went through and I looked at a lot of the posts and it seemed to me everybody was having problems. And so I've informed the team again, I sent off an email. We'll see. I mean, a lot of times I don't get anything back, but, um, you know, I would say to everybody out there, it's not worth your time to do it because it seems like the people that are running it are these bots. So that's the case. And um, if anybody else has any questions they want to know and, um, well, and uh, I'm really glad somebody put up, did they get our employment plan too? This is yeah. my major concern. In fact, today I went on to PayPal and I cut it off. I even reported it and they got back to me saying, no, you had authorized it. So it was good. But it, I, I did stop the payment and everybody should do that. We're absolutely sure. Because okay. I don't, if they took this aside over and they have any access whatsoever to the financial records, we're all in deep doo-doo. And this is where I said to the team today, you know, you, you've got to be telling people about this. You've got to be proactive. So, yeah. Um, and there Blake, is this, um, yeah, go ahead. No, I'm sorry, Blake. It looks like to me like you have a few questions, a few things you want to talk to Candace about. Yes? No? True? Not necessarily. No, I'm just it's interesting stuff. We're covering quite a bit of information here, and the back end of all this stuff, I had no no idea what was actually going on. But yeah, now we're we're covering the, uh, the waterfront here. So yeah, thank you, but nothing specific yet. But I'll uh, I'll wait till uh, Candace finished there. All right. So, anything anything else? I mean, I guess what we're all focused on right now, Candace, is you know we want action to start we want things to happen any well, I, any sense of when something's going to happen i mean is it buckle up well, time yeah, or you we... know there's so much happening again it's like i'm trying to explain all this if i made it point by point i probably came up with 20 points right um the idea that we're going to see it mike is what the difference is are we going to see it no we aren't it's happening behind the scenes this is a digital war can I say it more loudly so everybody will hear me? This is a digital war. You're not going to see it. You're only going to notice the behavior like I have done because this is where I've been working for the last year. Believe me. So, you know, this is something I have contacts about. I have people that are very close to it. I know who this entire group is that are these bots, these AI, these hikers is what I call them. And if I could kind of sit with each of you and explain to you full, full frontal, maybe it would make sense to you. But take my word for it. 
all we can do is speculate at this point and I don't know if speculating about stuff is really going to be adequate for anybody that wants to see something happening unless they're observant enough to be able to do what I have done which is work in the background and and become aware of the actual functionings of this plan and going back now into the um, the drops that I think are important, which I'm posting on my Facebook page and um, trying to do some decodes because nobody's doing that right now. And, and you know, we're just in that period of time where Juan hasn't done a show for almost a week now. And uh, basically even everything he said was like a it was just, you know, reassuring people that there is things happening that, uh, you know, we're, we're going to be able to observe, again, behavior. We're not going to be privy to the actual inner workings of this, this completely covert, if you want to put it that way, operation that um, has been in play, again, for... 40 years, you know, if you go back that far, and I can say the last 40 years of my life has been an awareness about it. I worked for 20, 25 years in the film production business, and I could tell you at length everything that is wrong with this entire setup that has been installed into our government. Now, I'm not going to say they're at the White House, because they're not. This is a movie. And again, over and over and over again, it has been said by that particular outfit that I've worked with, that we're going to be watching a movie. And so, again, you know, I could, I could say, look at the way they have it set up. Look at the wallpaper. Look at the fact there's no box on the desk to call so so you know um, the uh, secret service in if they're needed. Um, look at the way these people appear. You know, I I was a part of a a thing this last week during this this entire event uh, that I talked to several of my makeup artist friends and. Um, They've all dropped out. None of them are interested anymore because they, they told them, you're not going to be working for the good guys anymore. You're going to be working for the bad guys for a while. And they said, no, no way, because that was, they had morals, they had character, they had fiber, and they just were not going to take it. And they didn't care how much money they were going to pay them. So, and that happened a couple months ago, actually. Uh, as far as what's happened lately, my speculation is it's being run by the White House. So, you know, we've gotten the controls to the keys to the kingdom, and we're in a position right now where everything that you're seeing coming out of the White House is literally being produced by Castle Rock Entertainment. Think about it. So, you know, if that's the case, what are we all worried about? It's just, a, again, a well, show to pull people out of their 
I'll, I'll tell you I'll tell you what I think we're worried about. Here's an example from Adam Greaves, my friend in England. Have you guys heard that Boris has already signed an order for lockdowns to be in place in the UK until at least the 19th of July from a source that he's got in the military? And you've got other people like Barry Richard that are saying there needs to be optics of people going to jail. And I you know I, I guess I I kind of agree with them on that. I don't see unless the per- is the purpose of this simply to keep us from getting involved by playing out this whole thing. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know if it's a digital war. Great. Fine. But like, is Biden just going to remain president for four years, but he's not really president. But yet the reality is on the ground, Candace, that things are getting worse for a lot of people. So I don't, I guess I don't, I'm not quite making that connection there with what you're saying versus what is happening. And at some point, do we flip? And the matrix dissolves and everybody wakes up and sees what's really happening. Well, I mean, I, I'm not going to try to wade in and change your mind. You know, all I'm going to do is just throw it out on the table and say, you can believe whatever you want to believe. It just so happens I've observed that, and I'm not discounting the, the fact that people are suffering with this. You know, I mean, they, there's been films all week about, the, you know, the folks that work on the Keystone Pipeline that have gotten just dismissed and they're coming home and they won't have money to pay their car payment. And that seems pretty authentic to me. But it also seems to me to be a situation where they might just kind of be getting more people on our side if they make it a situation where, you know, so your job was under the control of the federal government Okay, let's see what happens in the next couple of weeks, because I think there'll be some real motion, some real angry people. And at some point, we have to be proactive about our lives enough so that we can literally make their life a living hell or the people that are, you know, flipping the switches here. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of speculation. There's there's a this middle ground bunch of people, the people that are in charge of hiring and firing, um, that are actually still with the deep state. And so they will be summarily outed and arrested. And I believe there a lot of the, what we're seeing are doubles and the people are already gone. In fact, the makeup artists I, I talked with the other day, they said, uh, you know, I'm telling you this because I like you a lot, but, you know, basically... It, it was stuff that they had to work on, which was making somebody who was already dead look alive. And that doesn't happen very often in the makeup business. I mean, I had to do it once. And I, it's, I mean, I don't like to work with dead people, to be honest with you. But in some ways, they had gotten into it far enough that they were asked to do things that, you know, were kind of extreme. Um, you know, I could go on and on, but just think of it as every event that's happened, who it is that is uh, putting it out there. And that's another level of this whole thing is you got stuck this last week in a situation that I actually knew about before time. And it was the uh, film that the guy did who was supposed to be a uh, a priest with the Catholic Church, and he was walking through, again, I'm doing air quotes, walking through Rome, and it was an entire filmed falsehood. 
And so Simon Parks put it up, right? But it got marked. And yeah, Simon, put, Simon put it up. up, and it was that was the video of ours that got taken down and got me suspended. Was that video? That and they exactly claimed it was right. for medical misinformation, but yeah. Well, and and what it was is that they. That's what they're going to be doing. So, you know, now that, again, you got to say to yourself, who did that film? So the good guys or the bad guys or what happened to them? All I know is that wasn't a priest. He was walking down a set. They did it like uh, in the, in the uh, you know, sort of uh, like, remember that film that was done, the... Uh, about the kids that were running through the graveyards and and they did these odd angles and you know it's like the selfie thing you know i mean all of this and we talked about it for a while as being deep fakes but well i'll tell you they're in high gear right now and they're having a you know i, I it's horrid the way that people are having to pay for this with their lives and particularly in the order of big pharma yeah, that's going to be, there's going to be huge lawsuits. In fact, there's already lawsuits that are being filed against the people who are perpetrating this, which are primarily the governors of these states. And so that is something you do where you live and you go after them. And believe me, there's not only that, but it's also the rhinos and it's the other people that have been waiting in the wings to get power as soon as the Republicans came in to take over and now they see this opportunity because they think that Trump's gotten removed and that they all they have to do is just wait till, you know, 2022. So um, we just have this this thought pattern that has been uh, like a hard drive. It's been installed and in it's programming in your brain. And that's what we're really going to have to work at undoing on an individual basis with people that are right there in your community that you can meet with and you can talk to and you can just say what are the chances that you're just like mouthing the words of what you've been told by the, the big you know mainstream media and that brings me to another thing that i've really noticed about this is that there's a big deal about uh you know, uh, Anderson Cooper right now. And that's going to be probably, as you and I have talked about, Mike, one of the big events that will happen, and I believe in the next two weeks, is that they're going to have the keys to the kingdom. They're going to take them away from these folks. That, oh, they're all in receivership. All of them are bankrupt. And basically, we're going to be able to take over the money stream. And that's what this EO is about. And that's what gets served on the first. So money behind the people that were involved in the, in the VF, the stuff that you guys have talked about, um, are going to be aware all of a sudden that they have no money to draw from. It's already happened with Biden. I mean, he isn't even using Air Force One. You know, yeah, just you over know, and over again, there's just fact it, after fact after fact. So it's it's pretty interesting. I want to I want to show you. Speaking of visuals, I want to show you something that I I saw. Dave and I were watching the other day. It was on a, a Michael Jaco's channel. He came back or something, but he showed a video I thought was really interesting, and I want to just play it for everybody, and and get get some comments on it. It's 
it's weird. This is uh, Senator Chris Dodd from the Biden inauguration. Take take a really good close look at this video. Hang on. So here's the video. Uh, I'm going to keep the audio muted because you don't really need it. But but look at how he's standing with his arms behind his back. That's I think his wife next to him. Um, okay, sorry, it's Congressman Roy Blunt. But watch, his arms are behind his back as if he's handcuffed. And and the truth is is that this is not a normal position for um you know for a man. This is not a normal way to walk. I mean, if you look at it, he looks again like he's handcuffed. And um, it's just really, really bizarre that um, that anybody... It, it doesn't look comfortable. And the truth is, is that let's face reality, guys. Um, men don't walk with their hand... That you don't walk, unless you're Mr. Spock, you don't walk like that. I mean, Western men, older guys with, with you know man boobs you just it's not comfortable so what the hell is that signaling to us it just it looks like it looks pretty clear to me that he's handcuffed nobody would normally walk like that blake strange optics. sorry i don't know if i should jump in or not yeah, yeah no I, I agree it's an unusual look and there's been a lot of uh, strange optics and anomalies uh and glitches or what have you going on with this it could, could all just be part of a big Castle Rock production, as Candace says. I, I think it's a, a picture of a guy in a crowd with like a Castle Rock hat. You saw that too? Yeah. No, no. I was just signaling to Jennifer. She was making a joke. So. Okay. Uh, Barbie says that's not his wife. So I don't know who that woman was that was. It looks like he's being arrested and escorted out of the area, is what it looked like. So. Candace, are you, are you still there? You got any thoughts on, on that video? Oh, it's it, not the first time, and I'm sure not the last time that we'll see somebody being arrested by our, you know, our law enforcement. I mean, finding out that the FBI is actually on our side was like a great relief to me. So it, it really comes down to um, starting to really think in terms of that in a different way than we're all used to and also seeing these as being real arrest and that things are actually getting done because <clears throat> we're in a position where we're again playing out a, a script that basically it was written so that the deep state would would be able to see it and that's that's the whole point of a good movie is that you are are telegraphing or you're showing the things that you know you want them to to uh, notice so that they will be you know put off guard i mean they'll they'll kind of lose it and and that's what i see going on right now is the, with the behavior on social media particularly but also knowing that our guys are working in social media behind the scenes to uh, you know, again, manipulate and to bring it over to our side. And and somebody said something about regulation, which I just want to point out. And I agree wholeheartedly. We we really are a um, we got too many laws. 
in this country and uh, regulation uh, has been proven uh, by the, you know, the opposition here, the deep state that uh, they have done it strictly to control us. Now, when I talk about regulation in order to put some uh, stop gaps on basically what can be done on social media, um, one of the things that was brought out by, you know, the boards early on and uh, that, you know, we're going to have a chance here to open it up wide. We're opened everything up because it's not a matter anymore that we should be um, having to take people to court in order to get them arrested. Okay, that was the premise and it has been all along as far as like the DOJ. But now that, um, you know, Barr resigned, uh, it's basically kind of like, okay, well, what do we do now? We still want to play out these sealed indictments that we have. But if we start going after people, the mainstream media is going to pick up on it. And it's like, oh, this horrible thing. They're arresting all the, you know, and whether they're good or bad or indifferent doesn't matter anymore. It's about optics. And you can disagree with my assessment of optics, but what I have to do is say still that we're not in a pre-crime society, that we do have to follow the law to a degree. And we opened up social media so they would all reveal themselves. And we are getting to that point now where there's not that many left that have to be revealed. So that's not my point. It's not your point. It's the point that we have to reach in order to really turn the tide on these people so they won't come back in another 20 years and do the same dang thing again. So we're working with all the industries, every one of the cabal industries. And, you know, if I were to say 100 people committed suicide this last weekend, and there's a list and it's from all over the world, and you start to speculate about it, I mean, what have you heard? It's just as good as what I've heard. You know, so, but they're dead nonetheless. Now, did they die from COVID? Probably. Did they commit suicide? That's very sad. But these are all people probably that had indictments against them that were, you know, destined for a court of law where they would be completely stripped of their entire lives if they took all their money. Um, you know, it's up to each individual how they've run their lives. So, you know, we have to go and, and be proactive to come up with a set of regulation that we can then play out. And the regulation for the Internet should be that, you know, there are terms of service. There are ideals that have to be, you know, followed, um, that we all have to be on good behavior. And we can't be infiltrated by these artificial uh, bots that they have created and uh, that they are running some of these characters that we're seeing through uh, their earpieces. And when they're told that they should shake the Marine's hand, they, they say, shake the Marine's hand instead of putting their hand out and shaking their hand or saluting, you know, it's like, no, that's wrong. <laughs> that's not what we, but that's what's happening, folks. That's it's right in front of us now. So we have to start thinking of things differently so that we can create our society in a a truthful, honest and integrity 
so that we're not constantly having to second guess what it is they're going to be doing. Oh, you're on mute again, Mike. Sorry. Station break time again, guys. Don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe to Mike Bear Official, subscribe to the Peelback Report, hit that little bell so you get the alerts. Don't forget, if you want to send me some love, it's paypal.me slash Barra or Venmo at Mike-Barra. If you want to send Blake Wally some love, it's paypal.me slash Blake Wally. If you would like to send Candace some love, she has a great site, Frequency of the Earth, on Facebook, on eBay. She is Miramom, as it says right below in the banner. And on Twitter, I guess you were at Miramom. I think they took you down off Twitter, right, Candace? You're gone. I'm gone from Twitter. <laughs> yeah, that's that's too bad. And uh, if you want to sp um, patronize our sponsors, the Ungoverned T-shirt Company dot com, dot com, where you can get cool Barack Obama trader shirts like the one I'm wearing, and cool Jessica Smash the TV and solve the problem T-shirts like the one Blake is wearing, and soon beanies, soon to come. I will have a beanie that I can wear that's a dark color from Ungoverned dot com. Go ahead and go to their site and use the discount code RN. 2021. Okay, uh, Blake, I just want to know if you have any questions for Candace or anything you want to add. And then, uh, Candace, I'd like to kind of get anything. If you've got any more information you want to share with the audience tonight, um, please do so. But, Blake, you go first. Yeah, I mean, I guess we're getting our money's worth out of this uh, adventure of human life and living this movie and getting a front row seat to all of this and watching it unfold. I, I don't know what to believe anymore. That's some. A lot of uh, covering a lot of stuff there, whether it's a digital war or there's all a big whole spiritual war at the end of the day. I don't know what to do. It, it's like a collective consciousness challenge of, of sorts, I guess. We're all trying to try to stay positive, although that there, are, you know, there's some setbacks, there's some dark chapters, things didn't go the way we thought they were, perhaps. And now we're, we're trying to be positive as we're creating that more positive reality and not getting upset and running the, you know, uh, around with our pitchforks. I don't know. Yeah, this is uh, a, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, I know we talk about going back to some of the back end or trading or being as a part of the back end of some of these social media platforms. And I know somebody also said it in chat earlier was about the Project Veritas, James. Okay, they got maybe have underground, uh, undercover uh, journalists inside of these organizations. I know they're set to drop. I know James O'Keefe was mentioning that uh, some stuff tomorrow, uh, exposing some of the inner workings of Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg, who could be some kind of alien robot clone of his. <laughs> Too, I, I don't know. Uh, what else did I um, catch? Who, who even knows what Zuckerberg is? He ain't human, I don't think. He doesn't look like he did when he first started. Uh, yeah, the poor guy. Who knows what? Or I, I don't know. Or he's a monster. Um, another strange uh, character in this uh, collective movie that we are living through. Um, what else was uh, said? I don't know. Uh, inner. Was it interdimensional intervention? I think uh, Candace said it. I thought that was uh, cool, and I wanted to repeat that. Okay, that's it. I think that I think I'm good for that. For now. Candace, you got anything more you Thanks, want to add? Thanks, Mike. Totally interdimensional. <laughs> I gotta write that down. Did I say that? Yeah, I think so. I like it. Uh, that's cool. Um, yeah, because it is. It, it's totally. That's why it's so crazy right now. You know, and, and I'm glad that people are picking up on that because um, 
I, I do work as a reporter. I, uh, I have several folks that I work with and that uh, most of my information has been, I've been told I have to not talk about it. So, you know, I have brought up today several things that have just been gnawing at me that other people have talked about and that um, I hope, uh, you know, you all have enjoyed this, but it's just like, you know, the number 17 is uh, go out and do your own research because this is all going to be coming forward. Uh, Jennifer agrees with me on a couple of things. And I, I just is, uh, you know, it, it, it goes into a very difficult place to do research on, which I, I can't really teach anybody else to do it. And all I can do is just be in the right place at the right time. I am considered boots on the ground. And this is where I have lived for uh, four years now in, uh, in this particular format that I just seem to be really good about getting information. And there are some disturbing things that I found out too that I'm now researching, um, particularly about the uh, rhinos and how they're operating because um, they're out there just in force like we know. And we're trying to uh, to out these people because they don't have any place in the new, um, you know, uh, dinosaurs. The yeah. new world, yeah. It's it's going to be a really uh, intense period of time in the future here. So, thank you, thank all of you. It's very kind. So, yeah, okay. Candice, thank you. Um, Thank you for all the uh, the download and the information. Okay, guys, I'm going to shift things over now to the entertainment portion, I think, uh, of the evening. And tonight's, we got a top five list. I want to go through it real quick. Tonight's top five are your top five financial movies. Movies about big business, finance, that kind of thing. Um, what are your top fives? And I think we're going to start with TV's Blake Wally tonight. I think Blake, you need to uh, you need to give us your number five financially oriented movie of all time, since finance yep. is such, such a big deal right now. It is, but I think I got a little loose with the rules. But I think it's probably too late to change some of it. So no, it's fine. I'll start number five. I'm going to go Big Lebowski isn't really financial but it, it's so much of the movie is surrounded by money and finances and the dude who's mistaken for this millionaire or there's a there's a millionaire big lebowski and they think it's the dude and he's just minding his own business they come over they rough him up they pee on his rug. the china man pees on his rug which i think is also symbolic of how ccp kind of Uses uh, treats America like their rug, but anyway, side issue. The point is, there's a lot of things going on with the uh, there's a, the porn king Jackie Treehorn. There's a ransom uh, with the trophy wife Bunny from the Big Lebowski. There's just there's so many parts and the, the car getting stolen, the money. There's a lot of uh, money issues throughout of it, and of course the guy runs a foundation. There's a lot of uh, interesting uh, twists and turns, but a lot of the movie is kind of centered around the dude and the money issues. And I think that sort of qualifies in a way as the driving force and the nihilists and everybody trying to get the ransom money. John Goodman giving, thinking he's going to keep it, a piece of it. 
and throw some of it away. And it, you know, it just causes a lot of uh, other issues with the nihilists and all sorts of uh, interesting characters throughout the movie. But yes, yeah, so I'll go number five financial movie loosely. Big Lebowski. Oh, you think yours are loose? Wait till you get to my top two, buddy. All <laughs> right, uh, good choice, Candice. What's your number five financially oriented movie of all time? I'm going to have a really odd list, but it's because these are the only ones I've seen. So, <laughs> there we go. Uh, my number five is called Equity. And uh, it is a uh, post-breaking bad handgun uh, Naomi Bishop, um, you know, vehicle who plays an investment baker um, who works on a big tech initial public office offering or IPO. And it's all about the uh, insider trading scheme. And I'll tell you, I live that because a person I was married to for 15 years was that was his big deal is about IPOs and heading on with companies that were just, just starting out and then all of this maneuvering. And I mean, the entire oh, era between mm, 2002 and, and 2012 really was, uh, it was a time when people could make tons of money on basically nothing but short sales. And it, uh, so equity is my number five. Nice. Interesting choice. Good choice. Now, a bunch of people in uh, the chat have already stolen my number five, which I had come up with, but it's Trading Places with Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy. It's a movie about a couple of rich billionaires who got rich in the commodities market, and they take a bet that they can ruin one guy's life, Dan Aykroyd, and replace him with a, a guy from the street, Eddie Murphy. And Eddie Murphy will do just as good as Dan Aykroyd. It's a $1 bet, so they completely destroy Dan Aykroyd's life, his character. I forget his name. Winthrop, I guess it is. They destroy his life um, for the fun of it and bring in Eddie Murphy. It's hysterical. And in, and in the end, and Blake did a great job with this on the show that got banned the other day, um, that the, the best way to get revenge on rich people is to make them poor people, which is exactly what happened in the in the uh, stock market today with the uh, whole AMC uh, GameStop thing that went on. They were desperately trying to make people poor, rich people poor. And it's really fascinating. And, of course, there's Jamie Lee Curtis's haircut in that movie, which is really something special. Okay, that's my number five. Blake, what is your number four financial movie of all time? Very, yeah, very special haircut. Um, yeah, no, the Trading Place is a great pick. I was going to put it in my top five, but I figured I've been talking about it a lot recently, so I, I will leave it out tonight. Uh, but yeah, it deserves to be in the top five. Oh, and then some, oh, there's, there's, there's one on that list. If I had done a little more research, I would have used in my top five. Good call. We'll mention that later. But number four, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back to back bowling movies. I'm gonna go with uh, Kingpin, Woody Harrelson. It's another movie about needing money. So yes, we have uh, Woody Harrelson as a is a promising young bowler hitting the circuit, uh, making a little money, making a name for himself. Gonna make. You know, everybody in his town proud runs into another hustler, Bill Murray, who uh, tricks him into uh, doing some hustles that go wrong. Things don't go out well, and uh, he ends up uh, in Scranton, Pennsylvania, which I think is where Joe Biden is from. Anyways, a side issue, but uh, yeah, he sort of um, 
things aren't going so well. He runs into, oh, we got another Randy Quaid reference as this great uh, bowler that he finds in, in Amish country. And they go uh, to, to Reno to make a uh, million dollars in this bowling tournament to, uh, and ends up to save uh, Randy Quaid's farm in the movie. And then they go and they make lots of hustles so they can have enough money to get across the country. I don't want to ruin the rest of the ending, but anyway, it's a, it's a lot another movie about, uh, yeah, finances and getting money to uh, survive and thrive and happy endings and all that good stuff. So Kingpin number four. Interesting oh, choice. You're up, you're up. Interesting choice, Blake. Interesting choice. Okay, <laughs> Candace, what's your number four financially oriented movie of all time? Um, I'm going to go with a kind of an unknown film, but I think it was really good because it was about a college dropout um, who fraudulently sell, sold stocks or fake or closed companies for a crooked financial firm, which I, I really like that concept. It's called Boiler Room, and uh, it was uh, featured the young Vin Diesel. And uh, he was pretty dang good in it. And it uh, was about also dubious investment schemes uh, like penny stocks. I mean, I don't know if people even remember that, but yeah, it uh, referred to um, the boiler room was an investment or brokerage boutique that sold dubious investments. So that's where that got uh, started. So for my number four, it's going to be boiler room. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of abstract movies over here, Point Break and stuff. Those movies were not specifically about the financial world, and that's what I think we're trying to focus on, right? So we're, we're trying, trying to be focused on. Good yeah. call, though. Um, Candace, repeat that again. What was it? What was the name of the movie? It's the, called Boiler Room. Boiler Room. Yeah, Giovanni Ribisi. Yeah, Giovanni Ribisi. Yeah. Great yeah. movie. Yeah, I was. It was great. Yeah in my top five and then i decided to go outside the box and go with some uh, big lebowski and some other weird yeah dick, so i remember uh, that great stuff. um okay no my number four is pretty obvious it's the classic uh michael douglas film from the 1980s it's wall street it, it is a great movie even though it was oliver stone who is not a particularly talented writer or director but he did a pretty good job with this movie and i was actually I, you know again it, the whole main line of that is greed is good well you know what he's absolutely right in a in a capitalist society greed is good and it leads to greater prosperity for everybody and even though they tried to shoot that down with this movie and tried to attack reagan with it it really didn't fit because the reality is a a productive capitalist society and and that kind of stuff was um you know it's it's a positive way to grow and it it really it really was you know trying to teach everybody that everything was done with insider trading so it was exposing a lot of the truth about the financial markets even way back 30 40 years ago so my number four is pretty easy it's wall street with michael douglas blake your number three please of all time Number three, I'm going to go with uh, Dirty Work. Norm MacDonald, Artie Lang. It's another one where they got to raise uh, their, their dad is uh, dying. He needs a new heart. They need $50,000. So he has to become an entrepreneur. And they find out that he's uh, really good, uh, you know, doing like a revenge for hire business. And they happen to run into a doctor. So you can't, it's harder to get like an old man a heart because he's not going to be that high on the list. But they luckily they run into Chevy Chase who's a doctor, who's got a bad gambling problem, he's in debt, so he says for $50,000, I'll bump your dad's name up to the top of the list. 
And then, they, you know, they, they make a deal with it's, it's a lot of uh, good uh, hilarity ensuing throughout the movie and um, some good memes and all that stuff. Interesting movie. So Dirty Work, <laughs> number three. Financial movie. All right, dirty work. Right. Number three, Candace. Your number three financial oriented or financial financially themed film of all time. Well, the uh, the real one I was going to choose is Wall Street, but since you already went there, I'm going to go with the uh, Wolf of Wall Street, which is um, actually I I liked a little bit better. It was going to be my number two, but um, I'll have to come up with a new number two. Uh, the Wolf of Wall Street uh, played uh, was uh, starred by Leonardo DiCaprio, and um, it was about the life of a former stockbroker. It was really based on somebody, George, George Belford, who and it follows him, and he makes a fortune defrauding investors. Again, they're talking about the worthless penny stocks, and then also they brought in the SEC, which I thought uh, that was really a a kind of a nice jab at somebody that was basically underwriting a lot of uh, Hollywood films, right? The <laughs> Securities Administration. <clears throat> and then, of course, by the FBI. So uh, it's a, it really makes you, I mean, it, it is one of those films that you come away going, isn't there anything in life that is the same? And, uh, you know, I, that, that goes along with a lot of the internet stuff that I'm talking about right now, because they couldn't have done that if they didn't have an internet presence. And that is really the, uh, you know, they've learned to, to defraud people and that's just how it works. So Wolf of Wall Street is mine and number three. Well, I agree with you. My number three is also the Wolf of Wall Street. We're going to have to go, uh, go together on that. Um, but the thing I'll add to that is Margot Robbie. Okay. Just Margot Robbie add that yep. wolf of wall street great movie she looks fantastic she's a good actress let's just go with wolf of yep. wall street number three blake you're number two yep. number well, two financially oriented movie of all time oh sorry go ahead, which because guess who had wolf of wall street as her number one pick who it's now it's going to be my number two pick just so we can get this out of the way yes and also good call it's kind of like boiler room but it's based on a true story and yeah it's also about the uh, the whole penny stocks and making tons of money so that, yeah that is a real almost very close real life version of what could happen and who's like this greatest rock star's name yeah jordan belfort um but yeah great movie and i'll leave it at that so my number two back to you candace thank you um, okay, so are we on to me again? <laughs> that was goes fast. With everybody that was agreed. fast. You're up to your number two. You got you got to come up with okay, your number so, two. Okay, um, so I'm going to go with one that was sort of on the sidelines here, but that I will pull out because it was again about the 2008 financial crisis, which I think affected everybody. Did it not? Um, and this was called "Too Big to Fail," and it was about the uh, uh, Bear Stearns the demise of the uh, competitor Lehman Brothers and how defaults on mortgage-backed securities spread the crisis from Wall Street to Main Street. And uh, it showed the mechanics and the policies that the U.S. Federal Reserve implemented in an attempt to steady the financial markets. And what are we into right now, folks? We're taking down the Federal Reserve. So... That's why we're doing this. That's why that film is number two. So, 
Hopefully, hopefully sooner rather than later we take him down. Okay, my number two financially oriented movie of all time may surprise you. It is by the Wachowski brothers and sist- or sisters, whatever they are, nobody really knows anymore. It's called Jupiter Ascending, and Jupiter Ascending appears to be a science fiction film. In reality, it's a film about the financial markets and adrenochrome, and basically what it shows you is that the entire galaxy, there's this massive amount of humanity, there's human. There's humans on all, all kinds of different worlds, and what the, the, the plot of the movie is, is that they use people, they, they raise these entire planets until they have billions and billions of people, and then they harvest them and make... I don't know what they call it, product, they call it product, it's basically adrenochrome out of these people, and you dip in a bath of it, and, you know, you stay young, you go back from, you go from being in your 60s to being back into your 20s again, and it's the most important product in the world, and it it basically, the story involves uh, a young girl named Jupiter, uh, played by, um, uh, what's her name, from, um, from that 70s show. Um, I forget Mila, the actresses. Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis. And, um, and that she's the actual re- clone. You know, it's got the cloning in it. It's got everything. But the whole thing is a metaphor for the financial system and the adrenochrome production. And the line in it that I think is really important is the only thing that really matters to anyone, the most important thing is more time. And it's a fascinating movie if you look at it from that perspective that it's an allegory for the financial system. So I'm going to leap out here and call Jupiter Ascending my number two financial film of all time. Blake, what's your number one, please? I like that. It's a good pick. Um, number one. So, and I, yeah, there's some good, really good picks in there. We'll, we'll, we'll go over some of the honorable mentions because a lot of people are saying some good stuff, some stuff I could have thrown on there. But number one, I guess I am going to go, and it's kind of a – a uh, personal favorite of mine. Big, I used to watch it over and over when I was a kid. The reviews are kind of spotty, but I think it's a it's a great pick in many ways. And that is Brewster's Millions with Richard Pryor and John Candy. And it's it's a, it's a remake. I think they probably remade the movie a couple of times. Oh, but that was it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting concept. So yeah. It, Richard Pryor, he's this kind of like washed up like minor league baseball player. And he, he finds out that he has an inheritance from he's got this like rich great uncle or, or something. And he's going to leave him 300 million or he's going to he offers him a, a challenge, basically saying you can have a million dollars for your inheritance or you can have the whole 300 million, the whole big enchilada. But you have to have a, you got to go on a, you have to play some rules and you got to have a $30 million and you got to spend it in 30 days. And you can't have anything left after you're done. It leaves all these ground rules out where you can't give it away. You can't, you know, gamble so much of it. But uh, a lot of uh, interesting things. I think I took a couple of notes. If I could find it, but maybe I um, did not. But I don't know where I wanted to go with this. But, yeah, he has, actually, uh, has an exhibition as a uh, baseball player against the New York Yankees, spending just money everywhere and paying all these assistants, tons of money, he's investing, throwing it all around. And by the end, everyone thinks he's crazy because he's just blowing all this money like crazy. And he actually ends up running for office and running for mayor of New York. Interesting story, but a lot of people say it could have been a lot better. But uh, still, like, an interesting uh, yeah, yeah, concept. Pretty funny and classic, iconic movie with a couple of great legends who are no longer with us in Prior and Candy. And I'll leave it at that. Brewster's Millions, number one. 
Sorry about the echo. Candace, your number one financial film of all time. Well, this is the classic of classics, and there can't be a list of financial films unless you discuss Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. And it was a brilliant film uh, that was adapted by David Bamet from his 1984 Pulitzer Prize winning play of the same name. And it was directed by James Foley. And it has a, a premise to it that if you haven't seen it, go out and see it. It's uh, rentable. Um, and it is about a boiler room or a uh, place that is uh, um, stocked with a bunch of people that are, are real estate salesmen. And it, the dynamic is just beyond brilliant between um, the characters uh, that are played by Alec Baldwin, who's like the guy that comes in and beats heads together. And then there's all the players, Alan Arkin, Ed Harris, um, that is, they're the, the guys on the, uh, on the team that are uh, tasked to go out and actually uh, con people into purchasing property that is absolutely uh, worthless. So, you know, it, it harkens back to a whole uh, series of movies that uh, David Memout uh, had written. Um, he was a playwright and then he moved into making films and I worked on his film in 1996 uh, called uh, House of Games. And uh, I got to meet him, I got to get to know him and his wife at that period of time and their small daughter and it was just a delight because he is a brilliant man and i want to share one quote that just lives on into infinity that was stated by um the uh the lead character the the closer you know that was played um and his his uh statement was as you all know the first prize is a cadillac el dorado anyone want to see the second prize Second prize is a set of steak knives. And third prize is you're fired. Nice. <laughs> so it's Glenn uh, Glary, Glenn Ross, number one. Yeah. Good call. Yeah, that was on my honorable mentions. Great movie. I wondered if anybody would, would pick that movie. Okay, I guess it's up to me now. My number one film is also a film you're not going to associate with the financial world, but it's actually completely about the financial world and the illusion that we live under of money it's called it's also by the wachowski brothers slash sisters it's called the matrix the matrix is all about the financial system you are asleep in the financial system and the system itself is using you it is using your commercially generated energy your hard work and production and slowly taking bits and pieces from you with taxes and fees and making you buy things you don't really want to buy and most people are so dependent on the illusion of the system that they will fight to defend it the agents are the irs agents who make sure nobody gets out of line and nobody who's not supposed to be rich becomes rich that's what the whole thing is it's a complete metaphor for the um, financial system and and neo is the um the spanner in the works he's the ghost in the machine that destroys the system and breaks it apart and it, it really does feel like maybe with the beginning of this stuff with the the gamestop controversy that we are in a situation now where people are going to become aware of just how fragile the financial system is 
Money, if you think about it, is nothing more than an agreement. It's an agreement between two or more parties that this piece of paper has a certain value. Once that gets shattered, everything falls apart. We have, are in need of a great financial reset, and the whole system comes crashing down. So the reality is we're all Neo. We all have an opportunity here. I think if you go back and watch that movie in the context of thinking that the Matrix is actually the financial system, you will learn some really interesting stuff about the financial system and about the fact that these powerful controlling elements are vampires that feed off our commercial energy to generate power to keep them alive. That's what it's all about, and I think it's a really, really important film. That is a fantastic movie, and yes, it does have that other symbolism, and the only thing I want to point out is that the original type of movie, I think that pointed some of that out, one of the most famous movies ever, was Wizard of Oz and the, was the author Frank Baum, and I think the movie was actually instead of the Yellow Brick Road, it was actually the Gold Brick Road, and then yeah. Silver Slippers, not Ruby, because they, just the way it looked visually in that black and white era, and just going to the Technicolor or whatever. So there's a whole underlying thing about money in that one too, and it's actually about buying physical silver, I do believe, which is going to be the next thing coming up, perhaps after this whole game stuff thing goes on. Physical silver in your possession is an interesting, important thing to have. So, yeah, Keanu Reeves can't act, but oh well. Okay, guys, that'll wrap it up for tonight. Thanks for coming, everybody. There's still 166 of you that stuck with us. That's pretty good for the fact that we're over on, um, on the Peelback Report, on Casey's channel, and most people aren't aware yet that we've been blocked for a week over on Mike Barra Official. That's a really good crowd. I appreciate everybody coming. We had over 200 for most of the night. Thank you for coming. Do not forget to like and subscribe and ring the little bell and uh, make comments and we'll come in and answer your comments. Don't forget, if you want to keep up with what's going on in the news and keep track of where we're at in case all the YouTube channels get taken down. It's mikebarra.blogspot.com. I'm still alive on that. Uh, don't also forget if you want to send me some love or sign up for Jennifer's class, you can hit me up at paypal.me slash mikebarra or Venmo at mike-barra. For Blake, it's uh, Blake Wally, paypal.me slash Blake Wally. For Candace, uh, her Facebook group is Frequency of the Earth. On eBay, she's Miramum. Go find her there. And Candace, did you? I thought you said you had some stuff you wanted to talk about tonight, some products or something you wanted to bring up to people. Is oh, that still a go? Yeah, we're uh, just a, a short deal. Um, I have a, and I'm going to put this up right now, on my eBay channel. Just follow the link. I've got a special for an Altera. EMF neutralizer package that has three dots in it for your phone and for your laptops and then a shungite pendant and uh, you get both of them and uh, it's basically half price for both so it's 50% uh, off and and uh, so you can find that there and then look at my other items just put on it see other items and then you can see the other things that I have to sell but that's uh Kind of a, a you know, a special I did a couple months ago. I got my new ones in direct from Russia, and um, it's a good deal for the folks that are that know we're getting some real mixed, uh, you know, ra radio frequencies uh, from the cell towers and that are affecting our minds. So that's a, another deal. So, all right, thank you. Cool. Um, 
Yeah, guys, do not forget, uh, it is eBay. It's Miramom. It's on the banner scrolling down there at the bottom. That's the name of her store. Go and uh, go and hit her up there. And um, uh, once again, Jennifer's reminding you guys the class is tomorrow. It's 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, I will uh, be sending out emails. Uh, guys, look, I'm, I'm pretty tired. I'm going to go drink some water and probably go to bed early. I didn't uh, sleep very well last night. So uh, I will catch up with everybody. I've noticed there's some new people that have signed up. I will make sure everybody gets the test email in the morning that confirms that yeah i've got your payment and this is this email is good and then everybody should get an e email to link to the actual live chat which will be very similar to this one um we'll get that at some point um tomorrow probably three or four in the afternoon pacific time before five o'clock so we're looking forward to that it ought to be really great uh thanks to everybody for being here thanks to candace for coming on thanks to jennifer for putting on the class tv's blake wally somewhere east of california thanks for being here tonight and we will be back tomorrow with the class with jennifer and on Monday, it'll be me and Casey and Jennifer, the threesome on Monday, to catch up on current events. So everybody have a great night, get some sleep, and we'll see you all, or we'll see a lot of you, I think, tomorrow at the class. Good night.